Welcome to We Talk About Movies, a conversation between a husband and wife, and sometimes friends, loosely based around a movie. I'm Kevin. Oh, I'm Ruth. I'm sorry. I didn't know if we were doing it the same way. (laughs) And this is Ruth. And the reason we might sound a little bit confused today is because we have guests. And it's not our niece. It's not our niece. (laughs) Not that we don't love when she's on. We do. Aaliyah is uh, number one guest host for sure, but um, (laughs) numbers 1B and 1C are sitting here as well. We've got, um, if you've been listening to the show, you know we've been um, asking my coworker Tate and his wife Kelsey to come talk about movies with us, and they're here. So Tate, Kelsey, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. All right. How do you guys like the Media Room <laughs> podcast setup? They were Snapchatting it. I feel so cool. Ah. <laughs> yes, everything we hoped it would be. It is. Um, Kevin knows how to make you feel professional without being actually professional. Yeah, we're, we are extremely <laughs> amateur, but we have some fun equipment, that's for sure. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So um, thanks for coming over, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having us. So so awesome. Especially because so, they have a little baby too. Yeah, we have a little baby Grace. We got three babies sleeping right now. Sleeping it, down in our room. Probably not going to last. Fingers very long. crossed they stay that way. Right. Yes. <laughs> We've got brownies in the oven, so we're going to have to keep this one snappy. Get get done before <laughs> the brownies burn. Or Ruth maybe stepping away to pull those out of the oh, oven I at will. some point. If it is necessary to save the brownies, I choose. Sorry, everybody. I choose the brownies over yeah. the podcast. I do like mo- a lot of things burnt, but brownies is not one of them. You got to have them soft and delicious. Mm. No, most things aren't good burnt. You're just weird. Yes. Mm. Yes, I am. <laughs> you like burnt stuff too? No, I'm, oh. I'm more on the gooey side. Okay, good. Well, like, well yeah, for I brownies, burned, sure. Well, yeah. Like the other day I burned grilled cheese and he's like, yeah. well, I'll eat that. I'm like, no, I don't burn grilled cheese. Che- cheese burnt? Is the best thing ever. Not the uh, bread burnt, but the cheese but the burnt. Cheese? Yeah. It's like crispy Ugh. and delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, what was the thing you said you had growing up at the pool? So when you I buy yeah. burnt cheese. When I was in college, I, I worked at a country <laughs> club, and um, I was a lifeguard mainly. But at the end of the summer, a lot of kids went back to school or college, and they needed help in the snack bar. And so I went, and um, it literally cost. I think it was three dollars, and. You take a slice, like a craft single, you throw a little bit of butter on the grill oh, and just yum. throw it on the grill until it burns to a crisp. <laughs> yep. And then you hand it to a kid for three bucks. That's incredible. That's so ridiculous. I need that in my life. <laughs> I was like, gross. Let's to me, that. I'm like, oh no, I don't want that. <laughs> well, and you hate American cheese. So for like you, a craft single, I thought I didn't like cheeseburgers <laughs> for about. 25 years of my life <laughs> because I didn't like a, a McDonald's hamburger with a gross craft like a- single on it. But if you put a nice piece of pepper jack or cheddar, it's delicious. Kevin, did you know at Waffle House, their hash browns, they serve with a melted craft single on top. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. We have been arguing about this because Tate is the one that told me about it because I thought he said he loved it. He's then informed me that he's never eaten at Waffle House and will never eat at Waffle House. <laughs> so we have no idea how we learned about this hash brown cheese situation. Maybe but somebody else <laughs> ate it. Told if you, you do it? not like a craft single, do not go to Waffle House I, and I get won't. the hash browns. It's so We've gross. been to Waffle House like once. We, <laughs> Where were we? We were in we're Florida. In Destin. Yeah, Destin, yeah. Florida. We, we went, went to, to, to the Waffle, waffle House. house. Yeah. Four months pregnant, baby. I wanted a waffle and that's where we went. Because they're always open. Terrible. Oh, it is awful. So terrible. 
You're like, I might as well pull the frozen Eggo out. That'd be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There was a comedian who had a funny joke about Waffle House. Like, there was a Waffle House that got closed by the, um, what was it? The, whatever the government agency is that, like, checks on restaurants. And he's like, we know what the we're getting at a yeah the health mean? inspection yeah okay I was like he's like we know what we're getting at a Waffle House like <laughs> you don't we, have to bother yeah we know it's not going to pass it's dirty that's why we're there yeah. like we want the three dollar meal we want a little bit of grease and sweat off the guy's forehead like yeah. that's why we're here salty mm. yeah. it is gross if you listen to that but it is funny it's really funny like, I don't know, know who the comedian is but it's like hairnets they don't even know those exist like yeah. or whatever I, it awesome. is hilarious. Who is that? We'll have to find that. Yeah, we will. All right. Um, we are here to talk about the fifth element. Um, why? Why? Who why? picked it? Who did pick this? Well, I, I, <laughs> I guess I technically picked it, but for good reason, because Tate, this is your favorite movie of all time? All time, hands down. Wow. Across genres. We this, have a, a movie poster in our garage. Of yeah. Th- this leads many people to question my taste in movies, which I assure you is... You know, not not subpar, <laughs> but uh, I understand. I understand it's not for everybody, but I, I do think it's a, a wonderfully balanced, fun, fun movie, and has a, and has fair. aged well. We're twenty one years um, since its release, so it has, um, and it's still funny even after a thousand times of seeing it. There is there's <laughs> something about Chris Tucker screaming like a girl that it never gets old. Yeah. He's one of the best parts of the movie. So, and and again, I think that's something maybe with age because I think Rush Hour came out after this. Mm-hmm. So everybody knew that's him. That's what I was going to ask. Everybody knew him from Friday, and they were like, I, I think it was a little hard for people to make that transition back in '97. Yeah. I, and so I don't think people were laughing and being like, "Oh, that was the best part." I love his parts. I loved it when I, I saw it back funny. in the theater. But yeah, it was interesting. I, w- I was, you know, when we went to watch this movie, and I started doing a little bit of research. And I thought, where did Chris Tucker go? Like, and <laughs> he's disappeared he, now. He you basically, mean? yeah, after Rush Hour three, he did. He had a Silver small part Linings in Play- Silver Linings Playbook, yeah. and that was about it for almost a decade. Which is funny because, well, he unless was, he's done a lot of like other has, independent has films, not, that no, you don't. he hasn't. Oh, he, hasn't? he has a very slim IMDb. I think I read an article that said he's just very selective in the movies he takes. Yeah, um, but he yeah. was, I think, for at Rush Hour two. He was the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Oh, my goodness. I didn't got, know that. He got $25 million to do Rush Hour 2 in the early 2000s, and he was the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Wow. Now, isn't it Robert Downey Jr.? Probably. I That's think, a good question. I, um, I would believe it. Yeah. I would believe that, too, for yeah. sure. Uh, which is why they are probably going to kill him off in <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. No. So, so they could be cheaper movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Sebastian well, Stan and... Um, Chadwick Boseman, they they come with a lot lower price tag than Robert Downey. <laughs> well, because they aren't as well known. Exactly. But I get it. That I mean, when you're well known, you can charge whatever price you want. I would too. Don't mess with Iron Man, man. Yeah. All right. Um, so the fifth element. A uh, little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. This is a spoiler podcast. Um, if you haven't you seen the probably have seen this. If movie. you haven't seen the fifth element by now, um, you should go watch yeah. it. Ruth, how many times have you seen the fifth element? I can't even count. I'm probably like with Tate. Like I've seen it a thousand times, so many times, yeah. ridiculous amount of times. I've probably seen it <laughs> maybe two or three. I've also followed it through several uh, media. So saw it in the theaters when it came out. 
bought the VHS in 1952. Enough. <laughs> bought, bought the, had it on pirated like video disc from from nice. China. Um, allegedly bought the DVD. Had allegedly, yeah. uh, bought the DVD. Bought the Blu-ray. I actually don't have the new re-release, the 4K, which is far preferred above the Blu-ray. But mm. you know, birthday's coming. Someone has a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I already know. That that is. That's amazing. Um, so, Tate, go into a little bit more detail of what makes this <laughs> what the best it? movie of all time. So, I think it starts. I really, really enjoy Luke Besson's films, and again, um, you know, not ha- hasn't won a tremendous amount of of the formal big awards that we think of, but I do think he has consistently produced um, some very entertaining movies. Um, many, many of which I've liked and many of which we've seen, but you may not have known that he either wrote them or directed them. Yeah. I was going to say, what are they? Cause I have no so, idea. So, uh, he, he directed, He's got notes. I do have some notes. <laughs> so, so he, uh, Oh, Kevin was, has notes all the time. I, Don't I worry. Usually actually, my, or he's Googling it like while we're talking. My, my notes right now are in the bedroom where Grace is sleeping. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, oh, why didn't you grab them earlier? I, I've, I have like two points. I know I want to bring up and they're up here. Okay. By memory, Kevin, so this. I got okay. it. So, um, so first of all, uh, for, for the fifth element, Luke Besson started writing the script when he was 16. And wow. uh, actually made it premiered when he was 38. So he just tailored it and put it down and picked it up. And it was really a passion project, which wow. I, I really like. But for, as a director, um, if you've ever seen La Femme Nikita, um, that's in French. It was later remade mm-hmm. as Point of No Return with okay. Bridget Fonda. Have not it's seen basically that. a female um, assassin movie. Okay. Really oh, interesting. good. Um, Femme Nikita is more Euro and dark. They're both, they're both pretty dark, but very good. Uh, Leon, The Professional with... Um, how about some movies we know? Uh, okay. Uh, more recently with ScarJo, uh, Lucy. Ooh, oh, we yeah. didn't see that. Oh, it's good. Uh, I most want, no, we didn't see that one. That's you Oh, should. wait. I thought we That's did. That's the Oh, yes, we had. She's I'm sorry. Like I'm thinking robot. Ghost in the Shell is yeah. the one I had. Oh, oh. We saw Lucy. Sorry. We saw Lucy. Yes. Most recently, Valerian and City of a Thousand Planets. Which so I know that, that one was not well received by the critics. Correct. We didn't, and there's whole theories on why that and other sort of in that sci-fi genre are not being as well received. They, you know, they, they spend a lot of money on special effects, don't always have big stars in them. And people are by and large, we're, we're really training people to go to the theaters for big box office blockbusters right. with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and Scarlet Trance and all that. So when Valerian comes out with two rel- relatively unknown actors, it, that, that can hurt it sometimes. Okay. And you may not like the genre. So um, as a writer, uh, he wrote uh, Kiss of the Dragon, which is a, a great Jet Li movie. Uh, Transporter, one, two, and three. Oh, oh. Taken, one, two, and three. Wow. He and wrote those? R- writer. Okay. Not, somebody else directed him. And okay. then uh, a lesser known from Paris with Love, an unfortunate Clive Owen, John Travolta vehicle. I was going to say, that, that sounds familiar. It, John Travolta from what era? Uh, it's, a, it's a rough one. Like when he's fat and playing women or no, when he's, it, he's not like, looking. I think like he might have a hairspray action. Anyway, yeah. so, so again, so that's for, what I was thinking. Yeah. So all that to say that I do, I do quite like Luke Besson. Um, a lot of his stuff has very whimsical themes. Um, this one certainly does. Valerian does. Um, he, he has a, he plays a lot off of, um, heroes and people in 
often damsels in distress, but he also has uh, often strong leading ladies in his movies as well. So um, just a good balance. Then there's the cast. Um, Bruce Willis, I've always been a big fan Mm -hmm. of many of his movies. Bruce Willis with hair. Bruce Willis with hair. Okay, that was the first comment I made to him as he's watching it. I'm like, look at his hair. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so weird. Bruce Willis, uh, Mila Jovovich, who I had not seen until this movie. Is that the girl? It's the girl. girl. Mm -hmm. And what is she in anything else? Yeah, she's in the Resident Evils, all of those. All the Resident Evils, Is she Russian? What what is Uh, she? Yes, Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Yeah, we'd have to look. That's a Googleable something like that. Um, Of course, Zorg, played by uh, the most recent Academy Award winning Gary Oldman, Um, which is so weird because it does not look. It doesn't look like him. It it doesn't look like him. But he's also a Luke Besson favorite. He was the villain in um, The Professional in Leon, so he likes working with him. Of all the. Of all the, I did a little bit of research. Clearly, of, of all the <laughs> actors, he he has the least kind things to say about it. Um, he, was oh, actually, really? he was friends with Besson from the first movie, from uh, from from the professional. And when uh, Besson asked him to do this, um, Oldman wanted Besson in, in a movie he was doing, and so they like kind of swapped. Okay, so, but he's not a huge fan of it. But I, I thought he was great in this. I thought he was funny. Everything else, and then of course Chris Tucker, as we've all, all already mentioned, and then uh, the priest played by Ian Holm, mm-hmm. who was later in the Hobbit series. So, what, what did he play in the Hobbit? Believe the, the main uh, Hobbit, like the, the main old Hobbit, Hobbit, the old Hobbit. Oh, that that's the same down? guy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that in the yeah. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and the Hobbit. So. Oh. Yeah, he was in the beginning of the high. Yeah, because he's writing the book. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a huge nerd, by the way. (laughs) I'm a. I'm the sci-fi one. Own it, Ruth. So, oh yeah, like that is Bilbo when he's old. Correct. Yes. Yes. Got it. So again, great director, great actors, and then the story is just an awesome mix of action adventure. I am a huge sci-fi sucker. Yeah. Um, I think the the pace, the timing, the comedy in it, I really like. I like the music. Um, just really all around great movie for me. I love futuristic movies about the future, but we're in it currently and it's nothing <laughs> like that. Right. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. When they give you like the date and you're like, Oh look, we, we yeah. were there. Been there Kinda done like, like no flying the, taxis. Right. No, or was the have. one we just passed was for back to the future. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, well Clear. they got that all wrong. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. Right. Yes. And the hoverboards yep. and yeah. So not, not going to happen. So Tate, I ha- there are a few things, as you know, you've, you listen to, to our podcast and I'm always looking out for plot holes, things that, and, and the reason they bother me so wah, much wah. is they take, they, <laughs> they take me out of the movie and I start, I, I leave the experience of the movie and I go into what was the writer thinking? What was the sure. director thinking? But in this um, case it was flawless. So you're like podcast done actually okay. i have to admit there was one hour i went uh-oh. let's bring him what? all right i'll take all right. i'm trying so, to remember what it was so i don't I, remember now but um the the first one this one i feel like is a pretty big issue and i would love for you to to prove me wrong all right let, let's talk i'm about, glad somebody else is taking my job for a little bit yeah, usually ruth is the one playing <laughs> defending playing devil's advocate here all right even if i don't like even if i agree with him i try to prove yeah. him wrong so um you look at uh, Gary Oldman's character, Zorg, mm-hmm. is trying to get the stones. He hires the orcish 
guys. What are they called? Uh, they're the Mangalores. The Mangalores. He hires the Mangalores to go get it. I was it. like, orcish. What are you trying to describe? They're, they're big creatures. I, I'm yes, I'm Shapeshifters sorry. as well. Ugly, ugly yes. things. Yes, that's true. <laughs> they're, they've got big foreheads and they stink. That's yes. how Chris Tucker <laughs> By the way, I, I understood about four words Chris Tucker said in this oh, yeah. whole movie. No. I had I, to translate for him. <laughs> we had subtitles. It's perfect. Yeah. I, I uh, should have Even the subtitles bad. only caught Every second or third word. Really? really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They left out several, but That's I knew it. So funny. Like, yeah, funny. yeah right. I had to translate. So, anyway, so, so, <laughs> so the Mangalores go get a case and bring it to, to Zorg. Mm-hmm. The case has no stones in it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Later in the movie, Zorg goes to the, the Flossen, place. Flossen Paradise. Flossen Paradise. He finds a case. Yes. And never opens it and... Doesn't Until even check, he's on the ship. Doesn't even check to see. I came here for the sole purpose of getting these stones. I found a case that may have stones in it. Mm-hmm. To but be I'm, fair. But I'm not going to open it. Okay, I'll let Tate check. say it first, but then I have something to say too. Be- because he, he, he already went through this. He's like, you idiots. Why wouldn't you have checked and made sure Uh-oh. that there was a... We, we may we have, might a have a baby. a wake baby. I'll BRB. All right. <laughs> we all know. This is the family-friendly movie oh, podcast. Oh, Grant's been on the where, podcast where he's crying right oh, next yeah. to us. That's what, Uh-oh, can you get out? <laughs> we tried to trap Kelsey. So so it was a big problem for me because the, the Mangalores made this big mistake that ruined his plan. And then he personally, All right, in, let Tate respond view, because I want to say something too, same to mistake. rebuttal this. Uh, I would say it's uh, there strictly as a comedy feature. It is clearly not part of the plot, but for... The, the first time it happens, when he opens, it's a big reveal, and uh, Lilu laughs about it. And the second time, um, it's it's just a just a plot element. Because he does open it when he's on the plane. He of sees course. it, and he has to come back and try to disarm the bomb. So it's really yeah. just a... It, it, it's supposed to be funny that it happened twice. I have more. Yeah. I'm, go, like, going to okay, bust at it. the scene. Do you see? I'm like, yeah, let me it. talk. Bring it. Okay. So Lilu is holding the case when he comes in the room. Yes? Sure. Sure. Don't you think he would assume she's holding the case with the but, stones because but, she's the yeah, fifth okay. element? But why would he make any assumption? Why? Because she's the fifth element. But open the case. Okay, just, he just, did on the... Just the, peek. He, yeah. Just peek. He, he did peek. peek on the spaceship. Yeah, on the spaceship after he had already set a bomb on the spaceship to blow yes, it up. Yes, And then he starts flying okay. away. Realizing- but here's the thing. She was... Basically leading him on to think that it was in there because she didn't hand it over to him immediately. Yeah, I think she has, wanted it has to him to down think to, to comedic plot point and a good excuse for him to come back with seconds left to spare on his timer. Which and that was a that was kind of the second part of it is he came back and, and this is this is a one where I I fixed my own issue with it after thinking more about it. At first, I was like, why would he have gone back where he? He turns off the bomb with seconds before it blows. So clearly he didn't know for sure he had enough time to make it back. And I thought, why would he have done that when there was a good chance he may not have made it? But thinking more, I think the the big bad, the the Mr. Shadow, Mr. Shadow, he would he needed to take that risk. Very to, much. Yeah. Um, he would rather risk and potentially blow himself up on that ship versus face Mr. Shadow without the stones. Correct. So that did make sense, but... I feel like I poked a hole in your first one. I I don't think... I I understand why that would lead him to believe they are in there, but it doesn't explain why he wouldn't take 
five seconds to open it and check. Because she's also a weapon. He can't just stand there and look because then he lets his guard down and she could attack him. He but, had just been through a firefight with her when he ran out with it. But he li- Yeah, she had just taken every but, Mangalore out but, of but, the room and kicked their butts. He didn't check it until his ship had already left. He's in a hurry. He didn't want to get caught. <laughs> he could have checked it before he took off. Just as we all do before. I mean, ships yeah, take off. I guess yeah, with rare stones. Yeah, right. I, I will say that that scene has a. a but then sub- again, he's been shooting up the entire uh, floor. He probably wanted to get away quickly because, I mean, even though let's face it, the security sucked on Flossom Paradise. It's pretty poor, but yeah. it's pretty bad. It's basically <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, it basically is. <laughs> Except like they take you up in space for yeah, dinner. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, he had to get out of there quickly because he's been shooting guns everywhere. He can't just hang around. He's got to get out Again, fast. quickly does not preclude spending five seconds to open the case. Maybe so, it had a tricky lock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so interesting trivia. Um, he flies away, right, yes. with the clearly empty case, um, discovers it, turns back around. At the same time, Bruce Willis has finished dispensing with the Mangalores, has rescued the priest, and has now gone at, with Ruby Rods. The three of them have gone to try to find Lilu. She's right. up in the air ducts. They pull her down, and that's when they discover that there is a bomb. They got mm-hmm. like five minutes left or something, and the whole hotel starts to evacuate. They come down an elevator, and as they are exiting the elevator, He's Gary Oldman up. is going into the elevator right next to it to try to go back up. Right. That is the only scene where you can see Gary Oldman and Bruce Willis in the same frame. They never see each other. There is never a face-to-face confrontation, and that's the only scene I could see where they were could visibly together. Do they have a like a personal rivalry? Not enough or? knowledge about that. It was either a choice, like a choice to have your your villain and your hero Those never see each other, which is yeah. super unusual. Which now is, he, yeah, he, battled, he battled minions, and then yeah, they I didn't both think about that. Um, they both clearly had some interaction. Although even Gary Oldman didn't have a ton of interaction with the, with the Fifth Element, but yeah, it was just know, really just, that it, one. It's scene. an interesting. Interesting thing if they chose to write it. Very in. interesting. Yes. What else? What Slight plot hole is that she never actually gets dressed. They put this really bothered me when she's <laughs> naked and created. Yeah. And she's in there and they just put the, the band- bandages. white bandages over. And then it's like, oh, these bandages have become this incredible lingerie outfit that I'm wearing yeah. for the next 20 minutes. Like, yes. they Especially never actually got her, her underwear part. It's like, how did you just flap that over yeah. and make perfect it's just, underwear? It's, it's just, the future. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. And again, um, I probably that should have mentioned, uh, mentioned this earlier. This is a family-friendly podcast. This is a rated R movie. Um, we didn't say most, anything bad. Yeah. No, did I, did I? no, 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 no. You're no good. Everything is is very PG. But um, if you haven't seen this movie, understand there is there's some uh, nudity, there are brief, brief nudity, brief sections of nudity, and there's cursing, and some language, cursing, um, a lot of violence, and sexual uh, innuendo. A She's wearing a, yes. a bandage dress, just but not floor. much dress. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you have to just so, keep that in mind if you're going to um, watch with your children. Yeah, maybe not with your kids. Or watch it first, and then you can decide. So about the dress okay. and all the costumes, every stitch of fabric in the movie was uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, famous designer, um, probably most famous for Madonna's cone ball. Oh, yeah. And many other things, and colognes and perfumes and things of that nature. But he was the designer on this movie, did everything by hand. and It was over 900 costumes. I um, thought the some, costumes were cool. They, I mean, like, they're yeah. stunning. Ruby Rod stuff. Yeah. Everything Corbin wore. Everything Gary Oldman wore. All of Lee Lou's from the bandage dress to the to the kind yeah, of rubber the crop top things. And yeah. The, yeah. So oh, amazing. And 
what year did this come out? 97. 97. Mm. Yeah. And when we talk about how well this movie holds up visually and, and from an effects I think it still looks futuristic, even yeah. though it was made in the 90s. Um, costumes, special yeah. effects, everything. Uh, great job. It's pretty good. Absolutely. So, um, Ooh, we left the doggies outside. They'll be okay. I hear them barking. I checked the brownies. They're still gooey and good. Oh, good. Right, good. Thank good. You for that. I, was, I could control. smell them. I was concerned. <laughs> I would too. I'd be like, wait, I gotta check. Because well, you're already well, there. I'm down here, you know. So they actually, um, they started. Sorry, I'm being so trivia, but no, no, I, 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 I think it's interesting. It was, it was interesting. Fun fact: seven hundred eighty-two. <laughs> Did you help him so, find me? Oh no, no. So um, they actually started filming pre-production in ninety-one, filming in ninety-two. And they just stopped it at the end of 92, disbanded the crew. It was uh, it was seen as too expensive. At the time, the budget was $100 million, wow. which was well over any other European movie ever, like history. European. This was, uh, yeah, this European was a European movie. Because it's, it's oh. Luc Besson, French guy, oh. through French, French, French picture houses. So they picked it up, uh, resumed in 96. He cut 10 mil out of the budget. They ended up doing it for 90. Um they completed filming in 21 weeks, and it eventually, for 90 million, has uh, currently a worldwide worldwide gross of 263 million. Wow! So, so most of that from Europe. In, interesting. Kevin, it's almost certain to be profitable. Yeah. So that was funny. <laughs> is there? We were listening to the radio one day, and it was like the budget for this movie was 200 million, and they've already made 300 million. It's almost certain to be profitable. Kevin goes, "What?" And at first, I was like. Okay, simple math. I think it already is profitable. But then when you realize that that number is just the box office and the movie theater takes some portion of that. Mm-hmm. The way right. movie theaters make money is they make very little on opening weekend. It's I think it, 90% or more typically goes to the studio. And then as the movie stays out longer, the studio gets less, the movie mm. gets movie the theater, theater gets, gets more. more. But that's how if you say all right, um, the box office was $300 million and it cost $200 million to make. You don't actually know if that movie was profitable for the studio. Sure. Right, because yes. some of that cut is The revenue was to... higher than the cost, but doesn't mean the, the profit was there. Do you think the $200 million is just to make it, or do you think it includes all the marketing, the media, the That's a good salaries? question. I don't know. I would think it's, everything to make it. It's supposed it, to be all in. I Budget all plus, in. plus yeah. um, distribution. Plus marketing and everything. Marketing, Interesting. Yeah. Kelsey may be asking that question because <laughs> she... I work in marketing. Her salary is a, a small part of some of these movie budgets goes to Kelsey. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we actually just did a huge partnership with Jurassic World oh, for nice. or whatever the fourth Jurassic World is. Um, Doritos. Go out and buy some Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast a, sponsored a, by Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Get a ticket to see Jurassic World 4. No, we so we work a lot with Universal and the Marvel properties and the different um studios. So um so I know a little bit just interested about how it works. Yeah. I think it does include the marketing. But Makes sense. We should look that up. Yeah. That was funny though the first time we heard it. Kim was like, This guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to think almost about it. Almost certainly. We both kind of went. Um, so anyway, sorry, I had to. So did y'all have any in. favorite scenes? Like that's what it, I was going to say. Anything stand out or? I'm curious if you even had a favorite scene. I mean, did R- you Ruth like is this looking movie? At me. This is an audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Kevin. <laughs> I want to know if Kevin even liked this movie because clearly yeah. I know that Tate and I do. I, Kelsey said she fell asleep. I've so. seen it twice. <laughs> we have a three month old. I have seen it fully twice, and yes. then this week fell asleep twice. Yes. But my favorite scene I did see. It's the very beginning when Bruce Willis is introduced, and the 
guy that's on crack is trying yes. to get him. But the hat that he's wearing <laughs> that looks like the hallway, genius. Just that, genius. That, that is a really funny scene. And scene. I love how he's like, nice hat. And he's like, you like it? <laughs> he's like dancing all weird. I was like, Tate, so what is wrong with him? He's like, I think he's on drugs. Yeah, yeah I think you're me. supposed to assume I, he's I have to wonder something. if that actor was actually on drugs. Or just or an incredible just actor. a really good actor because that was For impressive. that one scene. Um yeah, I so yes, I do like the movie. I find it entertaining. Um, you know, I I really put some thought into this because Tate says this is my favorite movie ever. So I went into this last viewing, um, which for us oh, we're we're gonna lose Kelsey oh, again. No. That's okay. Um, this is what happens when you got a little baby. Yeah, and that's you know, real quick detour on on what I was about to say. It's so funny um, now that Tate and Kelsey are new parents. Um, now they know what it's like to um, not be able to finish a movie, not, a, a less than two hour movie oh, yeah. in one yeah. sitting. It absolutely like, is multi sitting. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, and that's okay. It's just so funny that before Your life you have just kids, changes. You, we, you, we could probably watch two movies in one night and be I'm totally sure we fine. did. And now with with the kids, it's like, all right, let's I've, watch first got, thirty minutes. I've got go 60 to bed. Or, thirty to sixty minutes. So I'm going to do it. Um, but anyways, so. I was I was looking I guess I was looking for some some deeper meaning in the movie. I was looking for um you know I remembered that at the end, you know, love saves the day, right? And Well, and she talks about war and how Yeah, horrible. and how war is so terrible, which um obviously it is. But um I guess in looking for deeper meaning, I was actually a little bit disappointed in the movie because I don't know, it it just I didn't feel the connection between Lilu and what Corbin Dallas, Corbin Dallas, <laughs> that the love between them is a love that would save the world that it just didn't get. Yeah. He, so he starts the movie in a, it sounds like there's one woman out there for him that he's still pining after the perfect woman, the perfect woman. And then all of a sudden Lilu comes in the picture and it's well, almost, she falls in. It, it kind of reminds me of a, um, a Romeo and Juliet type of a scenario where, you know, Romeo is, is so distraught about, um, whatever, you know, she's not even ever in the play, but he's so distraught over this woman that he lost. And then he meets Juliet and completely forgets about it. And they have this love affair in a very short period of time that it's very like Disney princess esque. Like people don't fall in love in three days, especially not with everything that was going on there. Like it's, it's more realistic if you're falling in love, if you are spending all three days together, but they were apart many times. Um, she didn't even speak his language for a good portion of it. And, Spoke and, a made up language. Yeah. And, and yeah. very difficult the to communicate. Language. So the divine language, that was yeah. the, that was the biggest thing for me. <laughs> See, this is bad. It's the worst. All things. So <laughs> I, to that, I would say that is actually, I would attribute that to Besson as well. So, okay. um, definitely not going to have super deep philosophical themes. His themes are, again, he does have themes to his movies, the good versus evil man versus machine or technology that we saw in Lucy, um, to some extent Valerian. Um, it, he's, he, his themes are very surface. So his, yeah. his love theme is quickly established. And then exactly as you described, really amplified in time that it really shouldn't. And you can see that in the transporter movies as well, yeah. right? You've got Jason Statham, 
you know, rescuing that chicken. I mean, they fall in love in essentially a day right. and a half. I mean, she was in a trunk half the time. Correct. So, <laughs> so again, they fell in love. He, he, uh, it's almost like he purposefully shortcuts it to those because okay. he, and again, I've, I've read, I've seen some interviews and read some of his, you know, some of the things he's written and he really does talk about, he's like, look, I just want to tell a story. And I think he, he, he personally likes getting straight to those, those themes. And so it does feel like a bit of a jump cut if mm-hmm. you're not ready for it. Yeah. And, and it's not, and that's not what the whole movie's about, obviously. It's well, I know, but love story. So he might not want to waste time on. Well, that. I don't, I don't need him to tell a love story except for the fact that love is literally the thing that Activates. saves the world. Yeah, yeah. Like she's not willing to do it because she feels humanity's terrible because she's aware of war, which by the way, L comes before W, so she had already gotten the love download. She right? said, "Like love, she's the one that brought it up." Right, and I don't know it just wasn't wasn't believable for me. Which um, is their chemistry. The, is that what you're the fact that she was deciding, "I'm not going to save this this world," and because of the horror. Yeah, and she's got about ten seconds to change her mind. And his little, his, his kiss and saying, I love you. I, I just didn't, I, I feel like if this happened in real life, we'd all be gone. Like she, she would have decided. That's the part that makes you think if this happened in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Not the flying taxi. Oh, she got you. <laughs> no, I, like I said, it pulls me out of the movie. I'm like, yeah. no, okay. these are, these are, um, ongoing themes of, of Kevin's movie evaluation that I've yeah. seen. Doesn't then like this plot is holes. the part where I'm like, no, you're doesn't wrong. Doesn't like plot holes and doesn't like hastily developed relationships. No, he doesn't. Character development. Character development. He yeah. wants yep. character development. Yeah. And that's not, again, that's not what this movie's for. I, I, it's entertaining. Sure. But, um, light. It's light. Yeah. Easy. It was just easy exactly. to enjoy. It's a, it's an action film. I have to tell you guys a funny story about this film. Hmm. So when Tate and I met, he told me this was his favorite movie and I basically chalked it up to this sci-fi nonsense. And I said, he said, watch this movie with me. And I said, you know, I'll watch this movie when you propose. That was, we'd been dating maybe two weeks. <laughs> and, um, and he proposed one year later and we watched it the next night. Like, wow. Immediately. wow. I did. And He's like, she, I had you're, every, you're a woman of your word. <laughs> I was gonna say, every year on his is. birthday. Now we watch it. And so really? when you guys asked Aww. to do this podcast, he said, you know, it's almost my birthday. We'll use it right now so we can catch up. We'll watch it again since Tate I did tell asleep. me. He said, Kelsey allows me to watch this movie <laughs> once per year. So I guess we can revisit it. I mean, he can watch it whenever he wants while I'm sleeping. But Often <laughs> right. <laughs> with me. That's um, funny. That's so cute, though. Sorry, Kevin and I are like, we don't have favorite things. <laughs> we so do lame. have favorite. What's, what's your like, all-time favorite movie, Kevin? So... He likes I don't, a handful. Well, and it's it's hard because there's there's a difference between favorite and best. Mm. I think the three best movies I've ever seen. I think I can name them. Go for Ooh. it. Okay. Ooh. Life is Beautiful. Yes. Hurt Locker. No. no. But that's one of your it's, favorites. It's very good. Yes. Um, It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Mm. And what is the other one? I, I know it's Life is Beautiful. Kevin. It's a Wonderful Life. And... Oh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. There it is. 
Wow, well done, Ruth. So I think those. Uh, are I mean, the, we've known no, each other husband. a while. <laughs> I think those are the three best movies I've ever seen. But what is my favorite is a different question, and I don't know. Like Ruth said, we, he really we, likes the Hurt Locker. I we know. are good. He likes... Well, but it's it's such a heavy movie. Like it's not. One you always I say just that's go. one of your favorites, though, and I'm like, it I is, had never really got into it. Because what, what on if it's on TV, will you stop and watch? That's I think how I know that if it's on five days in a row, I would always still stop and watch it. Uh, just to answer that question, I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie, but anytime Hitch is on, <laughs> I will watch that movie. He does I, like that movie. It's just That's so amazing. fun. It's so fun. That's amazing. Kelsey, what's your favorite movie? Well, my all-time favorite is 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, I love I that movie. that movie. Oh, I can't too. Me and my uh, sister used to watch it's that. It's the best. Countless times. I want you, I need up. you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Um, that was then, when Heath Ledger was like pretty new. I have a life-size poster of him in my old bedroom that my parents still have up. Really? House still. I thought you were going to be like in our bedroom. <laughs> I don't think Tate would allow that. But my, my TV movie, if it's always on, is The Blind Side. I could watch that. Oh, I do like that I could watch movie. that weeks Good in a row. Movie. It's just yeah. such a good movie yep. i do put it. that on when i see it and you like she's the man <laughs> i love she's the man oh, yeah, with amanda bynes you know what she she was in her prime yeah and it, i love so it's funny 10 things i hate about you and she's the man are both after shakespeare so yeah. 10 things i hate about you is Taming the, shrew, the, shrew. the shrew, yeah. and she's the man is the 12th night and it's ah. interesting that they're both i mean written in those loose themes yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. loosely um, the two of my all-time favorite movies I, yeah. they're just easy it's funny it's quotable you love yeah. high school drama high school i love comedies. high school high school movies get oh, yeah, high school fun. tv shows like i'll watch that all day long i think i just recently watched an amanda Bynes one that was on on demand what a girl that wants. i had never seen no it wasn't that it was uh sydney white oh yeah i like had never snow white. seen that snow white and the seven dwarves oh i hear our brownies going off brownies Get the brownies. Oh, is that my cue to go? Uh, would you like to go get the brownies? Or- oh, okay. I guess I'm gone. Send the I got voted just, off the island. <laughs> just here. Run, run back. <laughs> I gotta get the cat off me. <laughs> um, I took the mittens out so they're ready. Oh, good. I guess I'll so, be back. Yeah, the, so that... You mentioned that, and clearly, can... no one cares about my favorite movie. By no, the way, we'll, I'm going we'll to get, get to you. When you get back, no, 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 I want to no, hear. I'm, I'm going to get the brownies. Baited when you get back, I want to hear. Run. So. You you said that you can quote like the whole movie, and I know uh, Tate and, and Ruth are quoting most of the Fifth Element. But mm-hmm. what if there's one movie that you could say that you know all the lines to? Ten things ahead. It's you. ten things ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Tate. Oh man, I um, I've watched a lot of movies, and I can quote a decent amount. I love I love quoting movies. So yeah. Fifth Element, I could probably talk along with chatter along with the whole script, though. Okay, I so. Mine would probably be, so there was a time when I was in seventh or eighth grade and we watched the same movies over and over and over again. Um, and the two I would have to say are Billy Madison <laughs> yes, and Liar Liar. It's oh. a Jim Carrey. I, I, we probably watched those movies every day. Like it was probably over the summer. And seventh, eighth grade, liar, liar. That yeah. seems a little old. Like, I feel like it seems like PG seventh, 13. eighth grade is a little young for liar, liar. PG 13. I am, um, I'd also say Hunt for Red October and The Rock. I can quote those pretty well. Really? Yeah. I, I also, I also quite like both those movies. Um, I have not seen The Hunt for Red October. Ooh. And I've the only Alec seen Baldwin, The Rock. Sean Connery. Wow. I, I'm aware of it. And I, I actually, it was actually on TV recently. 
I think, Ruth, your mom was watching it. Um, Probably. But, um, yeah, those are movies I haven't, I definitely could not quote much, if any of those. Good stuff. Um, okay, so, Ruth, the, the two questions that we want you to answer oh, are, yes. <laughs> number one, what's your favorite movie? And number two, um, what is the movie that you could quote the best? Okay, well, you know I'm really good at quoting movies. I know you are. I can quote a lot of movies. Um, well, first of all, I was kidding about asking me my favorite movie because you already know the answer, or I would think. Oh, now she's put me on the spot. And oh, yeah. Quiz time. Probably uh, not. Quiz, he won't shot. know. He won't know. Because it's not a normal answer. I don't have a favorite. Well, yes. I. Yeah, I know you don't, but... I honestly can't pick because I like so many different kinds of movies. I, well, that's we're, the thing. We're I, quotes. So, okay. I don't, don't have an all-time favorite You don't favorite have a favorite. Movie, but I know. I, what, I really don't. What is a um, movie that you can quote? Well, like both. front to back. Uh, Fifth Element, 10 Things I Hate About You. I can definitely mm. do both of those. Oh, gosh, there's a bunch, actually. True Lies I could do. Oh, wow. Because uh, I'm trying to think of the ones I watched a lot growing up. Um, I, I, you weren't here, but I said um, Liar, Liar. And Billy Madison. Yeah, you could. And now Liar Liar was not one I saw until I was older. That's yeah. what I said. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he can. I've seen him do it. <laughs> I feel like pitch, it's we, on TV and you're yeah. doing that. We were talking about this earlier, but Pitch Perfect, I could probably also quote the first movie. Love pitch that Perfect. one I can't. Lord, any Lord of the Rings, I probably could. Or the soundtrack. Pitch Perfect soundtrack. Do you remember when Spotify came out and it shared on Facebook what you were listening to. I listened to the pitch perfect soundtrack on repeat. So yeah. my friends would comment and like again with pitch perfect soundtrack, like That's move hilarious. on Kelsey. You're like, look, I like it. Get over it. I'm cups. not making you listen to it. Cups, man. I could do that on a cup. Like, cups. I, Oh my gosh. Bruce, I grew up playing Bruce that game. Me me too. Do yeah. cups. I had no he idea. And Ruth know. was like, you don't know what it's that is. Best. Let me show you. He's like, how do you know this? <laughs> He's like, crazy. did you learn this after the movie? I was like, no. no. We played this at camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we like played it at the. Thing, I think. Well, we did it at. Uh, it was a sleepaway camp that I went to called Blue Mountain Ranch. If you know it, go there. It's great. Um, but you'd be sitting in the mess hall, like, you know, after lunch or whatever it is, and you can play the cup game and you just pass it around yeah. the table doing that. Hmm. But maybe it's a girl thing. I think it's Mad mostly skill. a girl. It takes yeah. skills. That's it why. It does. Because you can see how fast you can go. Like, yeah. you could start slow and then get faster and faster. I don't think... I You taught me and I, like, wanted to do it and I learned it, but I don't think I know it anymore. <laughs> I think I, I would get frustrated, too, when you get, get wrong. I'm like, no! Yeah. She <laughs> just would. reach over. She'd get really mad at me. I don't think I got really mad. <laughs> I think we should start a podcast where we just do that and have different people on and have them do their cup game. See if it ends it is, marriages. Oh, I mean, no. just highest <laughs> rated yeah, for some genre. Um, so, so we are relatively new parents. You guys are very new parents. Um, have you thought at all about once uh, your daughter is old enough to start watching movies and not like Thomas the Tank Engine movies? Um what do you think you're going to introduce her to? Her first, first? movie, yeah. Frozen. It'll be Frozen because I could watch that movie on repeat. And I know that's what happens with kids is that they watch it on repeat. Yes. So yes. I've already pre-chosen Frozen. Or if I can find our old VHSs and turn them into DVDs, like 
Aladdin and Mulan. Mm-hmm. I want the original Disney movies. Yeah. That's what I want her to watch. We actually just bought The Lion King because it was out of the vault or whatever oh, for a while. Nice. So we bought. We did. Uh, the original well it's but, see. but even then uh, it's you know we we talk a big game it's gonna it's gonna come down to who she is and where yeah. she's at in development oh sure there's no there's no saying that she'll like frozen but what are you what are you gonna like put frozen, in there first kevin she'll I, like frozen. i mean okay. the I, I mean the scarier themes that are in every <laughs> disney movie mm-hmm. so we've got the ice monster in frozen you've got jafar and some other things in aladdin um mulan you've got some you know the scary the huns, the huns. Mm-hmm. Let's um get down i love that soundtrack you, for ursula is ursula is very frightening she's one of the most and maleficent if you if you think of something is benign as Beauty and the Beast. So the the transformation of the Beast from um, just just him roaring and all that that terrified my nieces. Really, and they were you know they saw it at, at right around the age where you think a little girl could see um, a Disney movie. So I just I'm just going to be careful with yeah. that because yeah. I, I want to make sure that it's at a time when it is not traumatizing and then right. it can be something they love. So, so so talking about a movie you could watch over and over again. I was on a. Um, my friend Andre's podcast and he asks all of his newcomers um, some get to know you questions. And mm-hmm. one is what would be your desert Island movie? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's not what's your favorite movie. It's what's yep. a movie you could watch over, over and over and over again. It's the only one you have on this desert Island. And I said um, Moana because no. he did. I would, it would have to be a musical. I love music. And if I, I I'm presuming I don't have an MP3 player on this Island, so I've got to have music in the movie, and um, I, it's, it's a, good just movie, a good movie too. But it's really to good. your point, the what's the what's the name of the bad monster in that? Movie? It's the lava monster. And There's a lava monster in Moana that is very scary Spoilers. along the she, lines the, or, of. Um, well, it turns out she. Sorry, I kind of give it away. Spoiler. But she is spoiler. Scary. I know. Um, well, this is the spoiler rude. podcast. There you go. Okay. So, well, and you don't know she, who, who, who do I mean? Oh, um, <laughs> trying to like cover, yeah. cover myself there. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the name. Uh, I'll think of it Anyways, in like five minutes, um, but anyway. That that could be one we might introduce our, our children to. But again, I, I share your concern, Tate, is when are, when are they old enough for yeah, that not to really scare what them? What age do you introduce even the Disney movies, which are young, meant for young kids, what age do you yeah. introduce them to? I was trying to think know. back to like, when was the first time I saw it? Like what age was I? I, I can't and maybe remember. you pick one like Cinderella. But then again, a lot of them came out when we like were the, I don't think there's a real big, bad, scary It's just the stepmother. It's just a mean lady mean, yeah. and a mean cat, which all cats are Lucifer. mean. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Not all cats Not are mean. Not all cats are mean. Um, yeah, you'd stay away from the Sleeping Beauties. Yeah. I would stay away yeah. even 101 Dalmatians. Snow anyway, White it, it, maybe isn't too scary. It is. Ah, the witch is kind of scary and part of it. Yeah. Again, I think it comes down to the kid and you know, that's our, that's our charge is to know our children and to protect them. And maybe you have a kid that's fearful, then you got to be really protective and careful and and, and very much audit what they see. Or you have a kid that's fearless and this stuff washes over them. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to inundate them, but Hey, you you can watch this. It's so true because Aaliyah is she likes scary movies. How old is she? She's now, she's 13 now, Hmm. but like she just watched it. The, the new one. I won't even watch it. I won't yeah, either. Won't either. 
Although I told her I might watch it with her if nope. she. T- well, I, there is nothing scarier than a clown. No, I'm sorry. No. Clowns are the worst. Clowns and dead children. I can't do it. <laughs> is that like I'm the with you on dead children, children of the corn or whatever? Like... No, like The Shining. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. Okay, okay. Or like singing children. Ooh. Super creepy. Just alive or dead singing well, children. But that's the thing. Like, she. <laughs> children just scare me. <laughs> um. But she, like, she's fine with that stuff. Like, she, yeah. it doesn't bother her. She doesn't have nightmares. Like, I'll have nightmares when I'm a grown woman if yeah. I watch it. So, but, funny story about Ruth. Um, Lord. Her, her sister, tell? her sister has a, oh, yeah. um, a mental disability. So, um, you know, she's, she's kind of like a four or five year old, even today. Uh, she's in her thirties, but um, she gets very fixated on movies and watches mm-hmm. them over and over again. And Frozen one, is, was a big one for a while. But mm-hmm. when Ruth was growing up, the movie she loved was E.T. Oh. And, and it terrified it me. Me too. scared Ruth. And so Ruth and I hit it. Gr- got the VHS <laughs> and hit it from her so she couldn't watch it because Ruth no. didn't want it. I was too scared because, and well, my parents thought there was something wrong with me, I remember. And I'm pretty sure they took me to therapy. And the lady was like, no, a lot of kids are scared of E.T. Because, yeah, okay, here's the part that's scary Aliens. about E.T., which... I remember watching it as an adult. It is scary. He gets sick and he's all white and pasty and creepy. And then also he's in the bathroom and he's child. like. Yeah. And, yeah, and the guys terrifying. in their paint suits. Well, no, I didn't <laughs> care about that. It was seeing the alien I, dying and breathing me. all weird. That part's terrified me. I didn't like that. The scariest alien part of any movie is in Signs when the two aliens walk past the alleyway. I just remember. <laughs> Anyone? Signs? No, I'm trying name? to remember that part. And Night Shyamalan. It was so scary, and they that just like movie the creepy scary, aliens but- walking past this. The guys like in an alleyway, and I remember just crying in the movie theater, <laughs> oh like tears streaming down my face. <laughs> that part. To, to be fair, um, we have to fast forward scary commercials, scary movie previews. I mean, they oh. shouldn't put that stuff on ABC if you're watching The Bachelor. Right. I don't want to watch a scary movie commercial. <laughs> that is fair. Char- so what, about, what about suspenseful movies? Love psycho thrillers, all time favorite. Mm-hmm. Identity is I one of the like best this. psychological thrillers. So ever met. you guys, what? you guys have to. Maybe we'll do that as a yes. podcast. Oh, I, so good. I'm really excited about this movie. I think it's called The Quiet Place. Oh have yeah, you have you guys seen no. the preview mm-hmm. for that? So it's with their husband and wife. It, yeah, it's John the guy from Krasinski the and Emily Blunt. <gasps> And love him. They are in a world where some creatures have kind of taken like over. Like an alien invasion or they, something, the but creatures you can't make can't noise. can't see, but they have very sensitive hearing. Hmm. So they're basically living in a world where they can't and make she's any pregnant. noise. And she's pregnant. And she has to give birth in bath. Dun, dun, dun. And how do you Silent. keep a baby that sounds, quiet? Which doesn't like, make scary, sense. not psychologically thrilling. No, it's not psychological, oh. but it's suspenseful, I think it's suspenseful more than scary. Okay. What do the creatures look like that plays a big role? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they may be... Um, I, I One of the, the later preview, previews, really it's see, kind of like but... a, a lizardy oh. cat-like it's some creature. some kind of creature. Mm-mm. But nope. you're out. I'm out. Okay. Not on weird things. You know what? Sorry, back to Frozen. I was just thinking about this. Um, there's always a scene in every Disney movie where the parents die, but they don't actually talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Frozen, it's just like this boat, and it's it's just a dark time in the song. Do you want to build a snowman? Because <laughs> right. I listen to that soundtrack every morning yeah. while I'm getting ready for work, and there's just this dark music, and you're like, I, I sing to Grace, our three month old. I'm like, Grace, this is when the parents die. <laughs> like, you just know in the song yeah. that's what's yeah. happening. And it makes me so sad. 
and having a kid think about how do they process yeah. that part of the movie, right? Or does it just wash by them and they just move on? Yeah, because like I, I mean, in The Lion King, watching the dad die because yeah. obviously he it's like hard. literally goes dead and yeah, he's dead. A lot of people again, um, Andre's podcast. He asked people, "What's the first movie that made you cry?" The mm. Lion King is a very popular answer to is that it? question. Titanic is my Titanic. I can remember. That was the first time you in cried in the theater, and I saw it three times in theater and cried when the captain locked himself in that oh, in the ship, and, yeah. and he went down, went with, down the ship. with the ship. Oh, Bambi, heart, Bambi, Bambi. absolutely. Ooh. When the mom dies, yeah, crushing. I've never. What seen What was Bambi. yours again? Mine is very odd. No, I, you could probably. I've re- that's why I asked you because I was like, "What week. was yours?" Also, again? also Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's and and I think as far as I can tell, I've only ever cried at two movies. Hmm. And uh, the first one that made me cry was a f- was Field of Dreams. Oh, best so, movie. I've never seen it. So, what? Stop. I've seen like Stop bits and pieces of it. Are you but, kidding? Like, and actually, it's on on demand right now. I almost it? watched. That is it, a life changing movie. So I've do, heard. Do, take it. I, where do you think I cried? No. What part of Field of Dreams um, do you think made me cry? Ooh, I think when um, the doctor has to step over the field that was it. and he has to give up his dream of playing that was it. to save the little girl. I love it baseball. I wanted to be a professional baseball player growing up and <laughs> seeing this this old man get to go back in time basically mm-hmm. and live his dream of being a professional baseball player and having to give it up right after it started. It, it, it made me cry. That's my other? dad's favorite movie and we went and saw The Field of Dreams in Iowa. We went to the field. It was oh, so wow. it's it's real. It's there. It's a tourist attraction now. It's awesome. Awesome. That's really cool. Yes, um, the second movie that made the you cry. other movie that made me cry. And and Field of Dreams made me cry a little bit. Um the movie that made me ball uncontrollably, um, Life is Beautiful. Yeah, I knew that one made I you cry. I don't think I've seen that. Oh my it's gosh. a really so good life movie, is but beautiful especially as a is, parent, you'll cry. Oh like, my gosh. You'll ball because so, it's basically a guy yeah. in a concentration camp and he fools his son into thinking it's camp. And so, so, I, I mean, it's a very intense Bring movie. My mom heart. The first half of the movie is one of the most beautiful love stories you've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, it is. It's between this, the husband and wife. It's just and then, goofy, funny Goofy looking, but but just happy guy. And he sees this girl and instantly falls in love with her. And he spends the first half of the movie just pursuing her her and wooing her. And they fall in love. They have children. It's very old feel romance. And then the Nazis come and take them away. And And they have a son. They Uh, get the, the husband and wife get ripped apart. And the dad is with the son. And they're in the concentration camp, and I, you know I don't want to give a spoiler here, but you can probably guess because it made me ball my freaking eyes out. Ugh, but don't tell me. I you're gonna and, make and, her cry on the podcast. We're gonna watch this movie tonight. We're watching Life Is Beautiful tonight. Oh my gosh! Right after Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> it is. I you did tell me could. I haven't Not watched it. We have since, two TVs. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you can't make her watch that alone. You Life can't. is beautiful. No. I mean, you can watch Thor alone, but you can't watch. I haven't Life watched it since I've become a parent, and I. I it, think you know I'll ball. Oh my god! Okay, we watched Lion, and I bawled like a baby. <laughs> what? Have you seen that movie? No. That was a nominated last year yeah. for the Academy Awards. It, it's about the kid that gets lost and then adopted, and oh my gosh, it's terrifying. It's awful to watch as a parent. 
That's a good oh, it's movie. the cat. Yeah, the cat sounds like <laughs> a baby crying. Listening for the baby. <laughs> All right, um, we are almost at an hour. Oh, and, sorry. Yeah, we got um, carried away. This with has other been a stuff. lot of fun. But um, let's circle back real quick to the fifth element. So yeah, we got way um, off topic. We did. <laughs> way to go, Kev. No, yeah. this is this every is week. We'll be back. For. We'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah to talk we about Pitch Perfect. <laughs> well, what was the other one? Um, Pitch Perfect. No, three. the no the the thriller one you said. Oh, Identity. Identity. Everybody go watch Identity with uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. I like I like Keanu Reeves. All right, we both have questionable movie tastes. <laughs> you, you have seen Identity, and you know how good it is. That's funny. It is. There's a huge He's twist at the end. A, a huge twist. That's what I love about a psychological thriller when you can't guess it. Yeah. Because Tate will guess the movie. The, we start it ten minutes in. Here's Bruce what's going to happen. Bruce guesses it too. And yeah, I guess it a it, lot. It is the best when you have no idea. I wanted that so bad from Split. Didn't get it. I, oh, we identity didn't see that, that one. Identity we did see Get best. Out, and we bought, we both oh, guessed that. Oh, Get Out that. was real we, Yes, we also did as well. Sorry, um, wrap up. No, no that's I fine. Do it too. This is this is. <laughs> I do it all the time. I was actually going to ask her what she thought of Get Out because I was curious. But Ooh. well, we can just hash that out over br- yeah. over brownies. Well, yeah, oh, that's we will. true. We'll um, leave the listeners wanting more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know we already did the podcast for Get Out, but um, so the fifth element. I we like to do rate ratings, reviews. Well, um, I think we might know Tate's rating. Yeah, I would say I don't, I don't even think you rate anymore. No, she goes thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, I'm almost inappropriate to rate. So I think I think we're gonna get the best ratings out of these two, probably out of Kelsey and Kevin. So so Kelsey, if you're not familiar with my rating scale, it's a one to ten. Okay. A if it's a five or better, it means I'd watch that movie again generally, but. I, the three movies I mentioned earlier are the only three I've ever rated as a 10. So it's okay. kind of a bell curve. Like most fall in the four, five, six area. Okay. 10 is truly elite. One is the worst movie you've ever seen. So okay. you can use that scale if you like or whatever scale you prefer. Yeah, I'll use it as a preference too because it's Tate rates it based on how the writer, the director, how it's made. It's me. It's more just how did I enjoy it? I think mm-hmm. that's I more would, me. Too. Yeah, I would call it probably. Probably a six because I have watched it more than oh, one. Tate throws his headphones across the room. Poor Tate's about to fall out of his chair. I have watched it multiple <laughs> times and I like that it's not just sci-fi and it's not just action. I, I love futuristic movies. I love um, dystopian future movies and I think that element of it when they open the scene with Bruce Willis and you know he gets his four cigarettes a day so he can quit right. and I love seeing stuff like that. So I think that piece of it helps me like it more that there's a little bit of love and there's a little bit of storytelling and not just sci-fi and action. Okay. I am actually going to share your rating. Ooh. I'm going to call it a six as well, which, um, slightly above average You'll fire for me. Full real. Oh, I'm <laughs> so I don't know if we can stay married because it's, it's a, it's a good movie. I do like it. I think it has held up extremely well over time. But uh, some of the things I mentioned are, mm-hmm. are things that pull me away from the movie. I don't like. And um, another thing, we, we touched on it, but it really frustrates me that I can't understand a word that Chris Tucker says. Watch it a hundred times and it's easy. But I don't want to watch it a hundred times <laughs> yes, to get do. to that point. And literally. We can watch it every year for our anniversary, too. And then you'll... We don't need to steal their anniversary <laughs> movie. Let's have our right. anniversary yeah, right. movie. Um, so there are, 
you know, there are little things like that, that some of the little things are great, but some of the little things turn me off as well. So I like that. Your six, you list the bad things. My six, I list the good things. Like six is a really good rating. Yeah. Yeah. We know who's half the glass half full and the glass <laughs> half empty. I, I'm because it is a good movie, but, um, so the reason I'm saying negative things is because it could be a seven or eight. Yeah. Cause um, you don't like Tate and I, and you think oh, we have terrible no. tastes. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> I think the six is generous from Kevin. I think that's good. For Kevin, yes. I I'm giving him a hard time. I'm excited about my six or mad about I'm my six. <laughs> you, everybody gets to like and dislike movies. That's, that's I, the beauty yeah, of art. Kevin's rating doesn't surprise me at all. But as you've heard us, <laughs> we never hardly agree. <laughs> so, all right. Sometimes I, we do. Play us out, man. So, there's the outro music. So, thanks, guys, for coming. This was so yeah, much fun. Yeah, this is great. We'll have to do it again. See you next week. Look, I, now we have a list of movies we have to do. I know. We do have a lot. Um, but Tate and Kelsey have a baby to take care of. They, they can't do. come brownies, over all the time. to eat. I know. We'll cook um, for them if they come over. The <laughs> listeners will, will be demanding they come back. Demand. Just I clamoring. Demand. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure our listeners are in the room with us. Yeah, that is. Um, so, but this was a lot of fun. So, what do you think our next movie will be, Ruth? Well, uh, Nermita and Devo are coming over in two weeks, so yeah, maybe we'll we might need to do with something them. with them and figure out what our next movie is. Okay, I don't think we have anything on the any new releases, so. Um, We'll just, it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks for having us. Bye. <laughs>